Welcome to Food and Loathing, a weekly glance into the gustatory gratification of some avid food fans lucky enough to be involved in sharing news and events around the Las Vegas dining scene. Al Mancini, the brainchild behind this podcast and the mohawked man behind the voice you normally hear rounding up all of us ruffians, is on a well-deserved vacation this week, having left the animals in charge of the zoo. (laughs) I'm Samantha Gemini Stevens, a frequent contributor to OffTheStrip.com and a tireless cheerleader of Las Vegas food, chefs, foodies alike, and food-adjacent culture. I'll try to be guiding you through this week's episode. (laughs) That, you'll be happy to hear, has its fair share of Al's voice via recorded interviews. Even on vacation, that man finds a way to work. So much for taking some time off, right? (laughs) Keeping me in line this week is the maestro of the mixer, the supervisor of sound, and the top dog of timekeeping, producer extraordinaire Rich Johnson. How are you? I'm still trying to work my head around gustatory (laughs) gratification. I wondered if then we have to put the E on the uh, the thing even before we say anything else. Well, I can throw a few curse words in there just to just to cover the bases. Yeah, yeah, well. Um, you know, keeping with the format tradition, of course, let's talk about what we've uh, been getting into this week. What about you? Have you, have you been cooking? Are you a doing little. your fast food thing? What's going on? Well, we are recording from uh, Oscar's uh, Steakhouse, the bar. We uh, are. The Plaza Hotel, home of uh, also uh, the only podcast produced by a Las Vegas casino. I love that. On the corner of Main Street with Jonathan Jossel and uh, occasionally me. We're going <laughs> to be recording some of that right after we do this. But uh, since I came down early and said, up, I took a walk down the Fremont Street Experience and decided it was time for pizza. Yes, it was time for Pizza Rock. Oh, which I had not been to for a while. Tony Gimini uh, and his people, uh, just a couple of slices, and I took them to the bar and watched three-day-old football. There you had go. a diet Pepsi <laughs> and uh, had a wonderful time. Yes, I uh, did the sacrilege. They had a pineapple pizza, but they no. did some, something I never I seen like before. it. <laughs> I'm Instead just of little chunks of pineapple, yeah. they took a slice of the entire pineapple, but wafer thin. Really? So it covers the almost half the slice, Ooh. but then it's not overwhelming. There's yeah. still, there was bacon on this thing and some some pepperoni and, and a couple of... I have to go of, get uh, some pizza. Pepper- <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. And the other slice, the day, a slice of the day, I forget what day it is, so I forget what the slice it is. <laughs> but all, all was well there. Uh, I snuck over, speaking of uh, bacon and things like that, I snuck over to Bacon Nation yesterday. That is the bacon-centric joint. And now open on the second floor of the D oh, I'm on in. Fremont Street. The theme is all bacon all the time. Yes. There's plenty of non-bacon items on the menu. The reality is the D now has a 24-hour coffee shop. Even better. Slash diner, which, oh, I loved it. Uh, a lot of items, of course, with bacon in or on them. I showed up on the second day of the soft opening, and yeah, it's kind of chaotic in there. <laughs> they were not half full, but uh, they were just going crazy. Took a long time for the server to help me, even though I was right there at the six-seat counter against the kitchen. Okay. And that was worth the show, because the, I should have got her name. The dear woman who was expediting, yeah. she was rocking it. Just <laughs> give me that stuff. All, all, all day on that. Give me that. You're doing this, chef. Does she use the this, diner this. lingo? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But there's, you know, beyond the sandwiches, there's also yeah. nachos, and there was French onion soup. And oh, there was a steak okay. going out, and and all kinds of things. I had a breakfast sandwich, classic bacon, two eggs, cheddar cheese, all in a really beautiful brioche bun. And once I finally got it, it yeah, you take a time. It was excellent. 
And I saw a lot of other good stuff pass by me on the pass, including a, a huge chicken parm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, when say you say huge. Good. It filled the plate. Okay. And it was a decent-sized plate, like yeah. a 12-inch plate. Okay. And speaking of that, chicken parm is what I ordered last week when uh, Joanna and I went to uh, Splendini Fiamma, which uh, <laughs> Al had mentioned the other day. It's now open. Spiadini. Mm, Spiadini. Yeah, there we go. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. At uh, Rampart and What'd JW Marriott. Uh, it was a, a very nice parm. The, the place is beautiful, as Al said. It's all these new sea blue uh, Italian coast-looking uh, yeah. place. They have a bar. There's about five seats in the restaurant, and then it juts out into the hallway. Interesting. Uh, you know, on the way to uh, the Palms Tower, one yeah. of the towers of the Marriott. It's, yeah. It's like the last restaurant of that concourse okay. that begins with the, their their diner and the buffet and the sports book and the deli and then uh, Jade. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, they all sort of go down, and the last place is this Italian place. Yeah. So you're pretty far away from the casino and the casino action okay. and, the, and the noise. And... Um, uh, you know, I had a. It was a good, a serviceable, shall we say, um, chicken parm. Joanna had a salmon that was accompanied by fluffy potatoes, roasted carrots, and a lot more. She loved every bite of it. Uh, the Caesar, the Caesar. Tell me, I love a Caesar. Everybody wants to put their own little thing on they the do. damn Caesar and put some fucking kale in there <laughs> and stuff like that. This was a perfectly balanced, creamy hint of lemon. I'm not an anchovy guy, so. Joanna got all the anchovies for two Caesar salads on her yes. plate. Loved that. It was the best Caesar I've had in town for a long, long time. All right. There was a dessert that was kind of new to me because I'm still a, you know, a youngster at this thing. <laughs> Salted caramel budino. Oh, so good. It's a custard, but it's a different texture than a panna cotta. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, uh, the thing was deep and rich and very satisfying. And so uh, the salads, uh, the mains... Uh, one dessert, a cheap bottle of red, uh, and a generous tip, uh, a few cents under 200 bucks. That's not bad at all. That was not bad at That's all. That's great. And chicken parm for the next day and, for lunch. I was going to say, please tell me you had leftovers as oh, well. We had a cause... lot of pasta. Al was talking about something <laughs> with the clams that didn't have enough pasta for people. Oh, right. This had plenty of pasta. Okay, good. Took it home. <laughs> all was great. So, Spiadini at uh, Rampart. Oh, Summerlin. That's yeah. in our neighborhood. I got to go now. There you go. I haven't been since All they right. reopened. I showed me mine. You show me yours. All right. Well, you know, I always tell myself I'm going to take a break because... We're all busy. We all do yeah, a, yeah. a lot of things. and But I see a calendar with an open spot on it, and i got to fill it up. So, of course, we did that, and we tried to do everything again. Um, my niece was in town over the weekend. It was her 21st birthday. Whoa. So, yeah, she had to do Vegas for her 21st. She lives in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, so it's a big oh, yeah. difference, right? And yeah. she's in college, and, I mean, she's super smart. It was really kind of cool to see her kind of really kind of... Uh, uh, relax and just sort of... Was she disappointed that to realize there's more to Vegas than just the Strip? No, in fact, I mean, she's visited a lot. <laughs> okay. um, but she went down to Seven Magic Mountains and she did the club thing one night for sure. And we yeah. dined around a bit, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, but yeah, she really, it was about just kind of exploring a little bit. So I really appreciated that because you need some balance in your life. Yeah. Um, I think we broke her though. On Sunday, she needed to stay. And <laughs> she was going to go to the wine walk with us, which I'll talk about in a second. And, and she and 
ended up staying in the hotel and taking a nap. Um, so Friday, we took her to El Salito Posto. I know it sounds like yeah, a yeah, yeah, James yeah. Tree's Love Fest again, uh, but I can, I can never say enough. So I'll just say, go there. It ticks every box. We all had a great, great brunch. Uh, and that's one of the things I really like about them. I have to throw it out there. Friday brunch. Okay. Everybody does Saturday and Sunday. There's a few hotel places that do it on the weekday, but I love the fact that there's an, an option that's not in a hotel. You can just go and enjoy. Um, Saturday, we went to Alexa's Kitchen and Bar um, at the Paris. And, you know... That is that bit of the Paris that is not... Um, uh, Mon Ami Gabi. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, sort of it's south it's, side of that whole big Exactly. Terrace. Yeah. And it's got a strip entrance and it has an entrance from the hotel side. And yeah. it's sort of, if you're inside, it's sort of like this dark corner and one little yeah. doorway. Um, it was mm, ordinary. Yeah. I mean, the service was great. The staff is amazing. But we ordered a BLT salad. We had a couple of burgers. We had a Cineroll waffle dish of some sort. And everything just kind of fell flat. It was kind of anemic, not a whole lot of flavor. Uh, but again, the staff was amazing. We were in a very busy area, um, sitting at the bar with this table that sort of jutted out from the side of a bar instead of a it's, stool. And this is Saturday during the big windstorm. Yeah. A lot of people who had outdoor plans Bingo. had to come indoors. Yeah. So we had originally requ uh, uh, requested a patio seat. Of course, we couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, for the, the you know, yeah. Yeah, so Just, they were swamped, yeah. <laughs> they were to swamped. Sure. The service part way. was great. So if anybody's listening, please know that your servers are amazing. But yeah, the food and, and the pricing and the menus a lot, it's truncated from what we remember. Just, um, yeah, not not excited to go back, being honest. Yeah. Um, Sunday, we went to Ferguson's downtown. Um, Alt Imports was doing a co-ferment natural wine tasting and a little bit of an, like an expo. They had... Uh, sommeliers and um, distributors and people from around town, like your your restaurants and your in your bottle shops, serving up all kinds of really great wines, all of them natural. Um, there was some funky stuff. There was um, some really easy drinking stuff. And uh, the outdoor space was great. The wind had died down. It was a perfect day on Sunday. Um, and then after that, we ran down the street <laughs> to uh, Eureka, and let me tell you, they have a good burger. I was going to say, uh, uh, <laughs> for a slots parlor, it's a good burger. But no, it's a good burger. It's no a good what. burger. Yeah, yeah, and 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 um, yeah. So it's just on the corner of uh, Fremont and uh, I want to say scary part. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Eureka across from El Cortez. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the I'm restaurant. Sahara yeah, it's a chain, there. but it's lovely. The, yeah. All the you know, of course, the the okay. manager there is Troy. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, we just, we had a great time over there. The burgers were really great. Uh, way better than Alexa. I'm just putting that out there. They've got a bone marrow butter burger Whoa. that I think Samuel L. Jackson, uh, would say that's a damn fine burger or how, whatever the quote is. Um, super, super delicious and not high prices for a lot of food. So really enjoyed that. Um, earlier this week, I was craving dim sum. So went down Whoa. to Hong Kong Garden on Spring Mountain and loaded up on dumplings. Um, the menu is immense. There's stuff on there I wouldn't even know to even look for. Parts you didn't even know a chicken you or duck to, had. Yeah, right? Yeah. You need to take like 15 people and get one of those big yeah. round tables with the lazy season. That's what I need to do. Yeah, and just order one of everything. It's insane. But, I mean, it's also super affordable. We had seven types of dumplings, an abalone and chicken porridge, and an order of beef tin. And, and everything was super fresh. Like I said, large portions. We had enough. We took some home. We had enough for three meals and easily. So, and, and all of it was under 70 bucks, wow. excluding tax and tips. So, nice. nice. Yeah, I, I really can't complain. 
Well, before he left town, Al collected a couple of conversations for us to share, including a new chef at Border Grill and the arrival of the inventor of the Cronuts. I have such mixed feelings (laughs) about that, but all that is on the way. This is Food and Loathing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here you are in Vegas. You're hungry and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. Last Thursday, Al and I went to the University Medical Center Foundation's inaugural Evening of Hope Gala held at the Wynn Las Vegas Casino Resort. And oh man, in a word, just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the event was raising funds for UMC Hospital and UMC Children's Hospital. Um, I know we usually do the, you know, this would normally be part of like what we ate, like we just talked about. But I wanted to kind of keep this with the interview section uh, because we were able to talk to um, a few of the chefs over there. Um, we do have some clips to share. But again, I mean, it was just gorgeous. I just want to let you know. I mean, it was the first one they did. Really elegantly decorated, blues, silver, and I mean, it looked like a million teeny tiny twinkling lights everywhere. You couldn't tell for a minute you were in a ballroom. It had this great big stage uh, where there was, um, uh, uh, you know, singers and MCs and dancers and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, There wasn't a lot of seating unless you were a VIP, but I think the phrase no bad seat still applies here. Everything was really open. You could see throughout the ballroom. You could see the uh, entrance into the silent auction area. All the food was really spaced out, um, really brightly lit. It was really cool. They had a machine there that they use for robotic surgery. You can kind of play a little bit. So we did some of that. (laughs) They cut the cake with it later in the night. So if you can find the video for that, I don't have it. Um, You've got to look for it. Um, The stage was large. The sound was great. you know, Catherine McPhee Foster was out there singing. You know, she's got some pipes. Yeah, and yeah. and I digress a little bit, but she was on a TV show called Smash about a decade ago. It only had two seasons. She was so good, I thought. And I'm super excited because they're bringing that to Broadway next year. Whoa, so, okay. Um, but, you know, we walked in the door. Everybody was super welcoming. We had a cocktail from Wynn's master mixologist, Mariana Barini. Uh, it was called the Tree of Hope. 
delicious. Uh, I did ask somebody what was in it, but the server wasn't quite sure. But it was a little <laughs> bit fruity, a little bit tangy, not not overly sweet. Had a really light touch, and it was just a great way to jumpstart the palate. Uh, we couldn't possibly hit all the food, but we did pretty well. We had steak dishes and sushi, fish dishes, charcuterie and cheeses. They were grilling steaks right there at, at the booths. They were firing, torching the salmon right while you were standing there. Um, it was really cool. And, of course, there was plenty of dessert. Carl's Donuts even sent me home with a goodie bag. <laughs> and so we just wanted to do a shout-out. The chefs included chefs Mary Sue Milliken and Susan Feniger of Border Grill, who yeah. we talked to. Uh, Nicole Brisson at Brezza. Josh Smith at Delilah. Mark LaRusso at SW Steakhouse. Uh, Min Kim of Mizumi. That's where I was getting the torched salmon. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, Theo Scheniger at Sinatra. Yip Chung at Red Plate. The shrimp dish looked amazing. <laughs> I was so full. Uh, cut by Wolfgang Puck. Had Matt Hurley over there. Uh, Jean Nakanishi at Osaka. Nico Munoz from Vegas Vegan. And UMC's own Christos Anastopoulos was there uh, serving up some various dishes. Um, and again, as promised, Al was able to get in and get a few words with some of the chefs. Talked to Susan Finneker of Border Grill, and she was so welcoming, and her energy is contagious. Tell me what, what brings you out to do this event tonight. You know what? We have done Evening of Hope for many, many years. So just so important to support, really, and I feel like... This is about we'll always continue to do, to support kids, to support the hospitals, the foundation. We also said hi to Matt Hurley over at Cut. I like doing this event because it's the first one, and it's the UMC hospital, so it's a local hospital that's near and dear to my heart. And we spoke to Wynn's own Mark LaRusso of SW Steakhouse. I think it's a great cause, you know, being local, giving back to the community, get out of the kitchen for a couple hours. Yeah, it's great. Did you leave them some money? I mean, that's a, this is a, a fundraiser, right? I know, yeah. So, um, and the tickets weren't that bad. I mean, I think they were they were four hundred or something like yeah. that. Um, and it all goes to help UMC and UMC Children's Hospital. So, again, this is the inaugural event. So, hopefully, they're going to do more. I think they really put on a great thing. Um, and as far as I heard, they've raised a lot of money. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, Dominic really happy. Ansel hold a croissant one hundred and one class for some VIPs last week. Al was able to ask him about his arrival in Las Vegas and the style of croissant he's uh, never had before. Oh, Al had never had a cronut before? No, it wasn't the cronut. There's something about the way he's that Ansel this does croissant. this croissant okay. that I want to go dig into. Yeah. Well, I think we better get over to Caesars. But in, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, you know, Dominic and Al had this to say. Could you just tell me how you feel about being in Las Vegas? I feel awesome about being in Las Vegas. It's very exciting to be here. This is for us. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting a lot of great people and for them to come and enjoy our creations here. We've all had a croissant, but I've never had a croissant like I had right here today. Do you think you're going to help people to rethink what a croissant is in Las Vegas? I mean, I hope so somehow. I hope that when they, uh, you know, taste the quality of the croissant, they see the difference. It's hard to explain just uh, uh, in a quick conversation. That's why we're doing this croissant 101 today. It's, uh, it's good to go in depth and explain like the quality of the ingredients, the techniques, and the fermentation. Uh, I hope people appreciate it, even if they don't fully understand. They just see that it's something that tastes different and that they get a, a quality croissant here. Yeah, I think I need a cronut in my life. I yeah. think I need. To, I want to know if he's going to do these classes ongoing. 
Yeah. Uh, from what I could tell, listening, it sounds like it's just an introduction, but man, how fun would that be yeah, to be I, able to go down and learn how to make croissants? <laughs> as much as we love it here and we like people coming here, I'm not sure Dominic is going to move here just yet <laughs> or his one little shop uh, at the Caesars. Uh, Al also interviewed John Baez. He's the new chef at Border Grill at Mandalay Bay. He used to be at Roy's Hawaiian Fusion Tommy Bahama. That would be Roy Elmar, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And also he was at Landry's before getting involved in uh, some more local concepts. Al talked to him about taking over the kitchen of a well-known and popular restaurant and what it's like to keep Mexican food both authentic and on trend to keep us uh, coming back. That's tough. For people who um, may not know you from your other restaurants around Las Vegas, could you refresh everybody's memory? Because you are a veteran Las Vegas chef. Yes, I uh, first came out here um, while I was working for Roy's Hawaiian Fusion Restaurants. Um, um, Spent about seven years total. Came out here in 2010 at the tail end of my tenure with them. Um, I went to, uh, received an offer at Tommy Bahamas in um, Town Square where I um, came on as a sous chef initially and became the executive chef a year later. Spent some time in their Palm Desert locations, their Laguna Beach, as well as their Newport Beach locations as well. Um, From there, I went to work for the Landry's Company in their specialty restaurant division, overseeing restaurants such as Rainforest Cafe, Cadillac Bar and Grill, Yak and Yeti, um, concepts of that nature. Um, After that, right around the time of the pandemic, I kind of delved into the local restaurant scene, um, helped uh, launch the um, El Dorado Cantina at Tivoli Village. From there, went to uh, work for a a local group of uh, Indian gentlemen that had a venture such as Mariposa Cocina and Cocktails, um, Tacos El Pastor, and a couple of other projects as well. Um, Most recently, prior to my arrival here at Border Grill, I was at the stove, um, assisting them with a little transition in their kitchen and their uh, front of the house as well. Um, Some good friends of mine are um, partners and owners in that concept, Um, so I kind of worked with them hand in hand to kind of ease them and help them through that transition. Wow, it's great to have you here. I'm a chef with great local experience in a restaurant that has the history that this place has. So I guess the big question is, when you come into a restaurant like Border Grill, that has such a huge history and is well known for both its celebrity chefs and also for the local execs that have worked in here over the years, um, how do you make this your own while still retaining the the uh, identity that it, it has achieved for itself over its long time in Las Vegas? Well, I definitely um, know we've got some big shoes to fill here. Um, previous chef Mike Miner is a good friend of mine and somebody that I have a lot of respect for in this industry. Um, definitely trying to uh, kind of continue what they've built up here at this restaurant as well as, uh, you know, elevating it to that next level, um, which is, I think, the direction that we're all looking to go. Um, just kind of, uh, I like to kind of put my style on it, I guess you could say, is just, uh, you know, a good balance of flavors within all of the dishes, Um, you know, uh, something balancing uh, your spice, your sweetness, your smokiness, as well as your tartness, Um, lots of texture in there as well with crunch um, to kind of give you that textural contrast with a a lot of the the typical Latin food that you see, such as enchiladas, tacos, um, burritos, um, braised meats, things such as that nature that have a, a lot less uh, crunch in that texture. So it's kind of um, the kind of spin that I'm trying to put on my cuisine here, as well as kind of staying in tune with current trends, um, having fun, using flavors, and um, 
uh, styles that people are very familiar with and uh, things that are just kind of fun and and uh, and trendy right now. Um, definitely try to stay in the uh, in the the circle of uh, of what's going on right now, what's hot on the streets, what's trendy, um, all those things such as that nature, and uh, just kind of combine that all into the dishes that we create here. Mexican cuisine can be a tough sell in the United States because everybody that has a little bit of experience with Mexican cuisine thinks that what they grew up eating is the only type of Mexican cuisine. I know that um, Chef Mary Sue and Susan have always liked to take their staffs down to various regions of Mexico and really make border grill go a little deeper than what we may have all grown up dining on on mexican food so you talk about trying to stick with what's trendy right now and what's happening right now so in the world of mexican cuisine as it's served in america what is hot right now of the moment and how will that be incorporated here um i think uh, a lot of what we're seeing um you know some of the flavors that are that are very trendy right now that um, i'm sure everybody's familiar with birria um as well as horchata things such as that nature um things that were um you know kind of like almost like street foods in a way um little kind of hole in the wall joints stuff like is that we're starting to see um a lot of that crossover into the mainstream now and becoming hugely popular hugely trendy um and we're just trying to kind of uh, put our own spin on those things um you know incorporating such flavors into new desserts into our our um our small plate brunches that are uh, immensely popular here on the weekends um just kind of trying to stay in that vein um getting away from your traditional guajillos your anchos opening up people's eyes to other kind of peppers that aren't as familiar um you know using uh, some ahi amarillo using some cascabel chilies um things such as that nature that have just as much flavor if not more than the, their more well-known counterparts but just kind of trying to delve into that rich uh t- traditional cuisine that is a uh, part of mexico and but bringing that into the the public conscious with a little more uh trendiness and kind of uh making it making it more uh our own style and I also know that um, sustainability and worrying about the effect that what you serve has on the planet has always been very important in this restaurant. Is that still a priority for you? And can you speak a bit about that? Oh, 100%. We are uh, actually um, revisiting that, partnering up with um, our Newport Meats vendor as well as uh, Out West, one of uh, the local meat vendors here in Vegas. And um, really been researching a lot into their Never Ever programs, which is, um, you know, livestock, um, pork, poultry, as well as beef, that has never, ever been tainted with any kind of antibiotic or hormones or any of that nature, uh, any, any of those things of that nature. Um, just um, from from the moment it's birth to, to slaughter, there is no, none of those, uh, those kind of uh, impurities that are put into that product, whereas uh, you can get a lot of those products as well these days but they're kind of weaned off of them at the time, um, you know, six months to a year before slaughter. So we're looking at um, product that has never, ever been fed any of that in their uh, in their grain or their feed or whatever they're get, they're opting to to feed their their product. But uh, that's something that we will be featuring and going exclusive here within the next month or so. And um, forgive me for not asking this up front. How long have you actually been on board here and? Have there already been changes to the menu to reflect that? And if so, tell me a bit about them. <laughs> um, right now, I've been here probably about four months now. Um, actually, yeah, four months to the day, more or less, um, come to think of it. 
we haven't really made too many permanent changes on the menu, but um, we've rolled out a lot of um, weekly and monthly specials that we've been playing around, and all of these dishes are basically experiencing their trial runs as we run them for these lunch and dinner specials. Um, and if they make the cut, we get good guest feedback on them. Our staff enjoys selling them, understands how to talk them up and um, the ingredients and the techniques that are required to produce them. Um, that's something that's definitely going to go onto our permanent menu, which we are looking to do a minor change here in the next month or so. And then we have a big menu revamp coming up probably within the next six months or so. You know, I love the discussion about sustainability and how that'll affect their supply line choices and upcoming menu changes. You know, and I need to be honest, uh, last time I was there, just thought it was all right. Um, but having shared that, I know his work from El Dorado Cantina, The Stove, Tommy Bahama and others. And I've heard really great things over the past four months. So I just think yeah. there's really something cool about how he's taking his time with such a well-known space and such well-known chefs behind it. Yeah. And kind of. Di- 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 letting this, letting the, the oh, I can't even speak today. Yeah, let's go back to the. You know, <laughs> not being much of a Mexican food aficionado beyond, I don't even want to say Taco Bell. Yeah, I've done yeah, that a few times. Sure. And and when you come to Vegas, it is uh, Roberto's. Yeah. As a, and as many people have said with other lines and other restaurants, you don't so much go to Roberto's as you end up at Roberto's. You kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times I end up at the one at. Uh, the fabulous Freddy's Car Wash at Charleston yep. and uh, Fort Apache yep. in Rampart <laughs> getting my car washed. And I'll have a big-ass thing. And, and it's always a race. They take a lot of time on the car. Yeah. But it takes a lot of time for that chimichunga, it too. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that all leads up to the fact that we don't do a ton of Mexican, but Joanna and I have gone to Border Grill maybe three times in the last year because we know we're going to have something different. It's not a usual suspect. Yeah. We'll find a taste, a flavor, a combination that we in our uh, uh, inexperience have never had before. Sure. And that's fun. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. When you can find a place that'll do that for you, that's amazing. And so to hear that he's going to you know, be adding some stuff to the menu and they're really trying to get the public's input on kind of testing a few things out. Now, right now, you go in, you just never know what's going to be on special. I think that's really cool. So Donald Coturzi, who has uh, actually uh, been on the, this uh, very uh, table we're at here, uh, nice. uh, guesting on, uh, again, a plug for On the Corner of Main Street, Absolutely. the podcast of the Plaza Hotel and Casino, talking about the lip-smacking foodie tours. Now he is bringing you finger-looking foodie tours first pizza tour. And Speaking uh, of pizza. Yeah. It's great to see you. Could you tell me a bit about this pizza tour that you got coming up? Yes, so uh, the uh, pizza tour we're doing here in Vegas, we already have one in uh, Chicago, my hometown, but now you know I live in Vegas and we want to showcase the best pizzerias uh, in, in Las Vegas. And we have an uh, experience uh, Sunday, November 6th, uh, geared to locals, uh, limited to 35 guests, and they get to go to three different pizzerias, uh, transportations included uh, between them, uh, local beer, and then uh, two different styles of pizza, and then uh, some experiential. So uh, John Arena over at Metro Pizza is going to get everybody a ball of dough to teach them how to sheet it out onto into a pizza. And over at Pizza Rock, we're going to do a tasting of their uh, signature pizza sauces. So it's a whole experience, great pizza, great local beers, uh, a fun, fun night out. And we're looking forward to doing more of these in the future with different foods. You said transportation is provided. So is it kind of going to be a party bus sort of scene in between? 
It is going to be a party, uh, but it's not going to be too crazy. Uh, we're going to, everyone's going to meet at Metro Pizza, uh, and then there's going to be a shuttle. It's a beautiful shuttle that takes you to the different pizzerias after, and then it'll take everyone back to Metro Pizza if that's where they parked. Which Metro is it starting at? Uh, Tropicana. Uh, so the, the big location, uh, you know, it allows us uh, space to, to do that experience with the dough. Do you plan to do more of these in the future and along pizza, specifically to pizza? And if so, will you be changing up the pizzerias or do you think you've got the perfect three right now? So uh, I, I think it's been very popular. We've sold tickets uh, the moment we announced it, and uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal experience. And I think we'll probably run it more than just the one time. Uh, everybody loves pizza. You can never get tired of it. And it would be nice to showcase different pizzerias around town. There's, there's a couple others that aren't included that I would like to showcase. Maybe we could pick a different segment of town. Uh, but we're kind of going with the first one. We're going to uh, move into barbecue next. Uh, and so we have some other ideas, a dessert tour, and then maybe circle back to everyone's favorite pizza. Cool. So hit me one more time with the date, the time, the price, and where people can buy tickets. So the price is one twenty-five per person. That includes everything, a beer at each of the three stops, uh, transportation, uh, multiple stops, and back to your car. Uh, it's Sunday, November 6th at 5 p.m. It's about a three-hour experience, uh, plenty of food, about two to three different styles of pizza from each. Uh, the chef's owners are going to come out. Uh, give a full experience. It's great time. It's going to be a great time. Great, great date. Uh, family friendly, and um, yeah. Okay. And where do they get tickets? Oh, uh, fingerlickingfoodietours.com/slash/vegaspizzatour. Uh, that is coming up uh, in a week, Sunday, November 6th. It's uh, 125 per person, limited to just 35 people, and this will include three pizza stops, multiple tastings learning to sheet pizza dough, a pizza sauce tasting. And that that sounds actually intriguing because you see that red stuff going down and the people doing the round around with, yep. with the ladle and you the where did that stuff come from besides that can right there? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he talks about it in the clip and I just I, I really want to reiterate to people it's only mm. thirty five guests. Yeah, yeah. So you've yeah. gotta get in there if you want to be a part of it. Um, and, and here's the good part, too, uh, shuttle transportation between the stops. So, Even better. Uh, I assume there, there will be beer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Find it all out. Fingerlickingfoodietours.com. And then the, I'm sure there'll be a link in there somewhere or just hit the fingerlickingfoodietours.com slash Vegas Pizza Tour. There you go. The news. We got news. We do have some news. That's news to me. <laughs> this is Food and Loathing. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, Mr. and Mrs. Vegas, and all the ships at sea, and all the cars stuck on Interstate 15. Let's go to press. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a Winchell thing there. Like, anybody knows who the hell Walter Winchell ever was again. But I know the name. Yeah. That's right. The, 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 the teletype and all that. <laughs> Tivoli Village is uh, doing a series of food festivals at the Outdoor Shopping Center at Rampart and Alta Drive, including what's being billed as the largest Jewish food event in Nevada, Hosted by Nevada's Jewish Federation. That comes up on Sunday, November 6th. You can enjoy Jewish foods, arts, culture, and community. The event will also feature the PGA Library Kids Zone, including games and activities for the kids. And you will be able to donate blood through the uh, Vitalants Mobile Blood Drive. You want more on this? TivoliVillageLV.com is the place to go. I'm going to have to go over there. 
Yeah. All right. Chicken and pickle. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's coming to Henderson in 2023. Chicken and pickle was, quote, conceived in the Grand Cayman Islands over cold beer and jerk chicken. (laughs) (laughs) It's described as one man's love for delicious wood-fired chicken and the game of pickleball. Ah, And they have six locations so far throughout the Midwest, Oklahoma, and Texas. And they're opening six more in the next year or so. It promises a chef-driven restaurant and sports bar. That should be interesting. And an indoor-outdoor entertainment complex complete with pickleball courts and various yard games. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've seen some of the renderings. It's kind of big. Like, it's impressive. They're going to bring back uh, those banned hideous lawn <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> like that. Probably cornhole in there. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And you know we're right underneath the pickleball capital of Las Vegas, right? right no. Here. Oh, well, right there's, here. There's 10, 12 courts. Really? Here at the Plaza Hotel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I did not know that. So now we know. Until Yeah. yeah come on down. For more information for uh, Chicken and Pickle, just go to chicken and, not and, chicken and pickle.com. Rockin' Ramen in Town Square, located on the Las Vegas Boulevard south of Mandalay Bay, is celebrating a grand opening this week. Not just a grand opening, the grand the opening. The grand opening. Yeah. Uh, soup combinations with names like uh, Ember, Pearl, Garnet, and other of Rockin's famous umami. But avoiding the, quote, fatty, high-calorie, meat-based broths. Well, what fun is that? I, that's kind of what I thought, but I heard it was really good. So I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to go to try it. They're all 100% plant-based broths. The broths are, yeah. My gosh. But are they then throwing pig in there? Yeah, yeah. They offer. Th- it's not a vegan restaurant. Yeah. Um, they offer pork. They offer. You can get um, uh, bonito and dried sardine yeah. in there. Oh, um, okay. So there's absolutely some some meat choices in there for those of us that that dig into that. Um, but it's the broth itself that they're they're trying wow. to get away from that tonkatsu that everybody else uses or something similar. Fatty uh, oil slick. Yeah, from this Gulf I'm of sorry. Mexico I like the thing. oil slick <laughs> in my ramen. I That's like what the we fatty come bits. For. Exactly. So. <laughs> Rock and Ramen open 11 to uh, 10 Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Rockandramen.com. I have to spell that out a bit. R A K K A N R A M E N. Dot com for all your internet needs. There you go. <laughs> hey, Featherblade Butcher is popping up on Saturday. You know I love Featherblade. I know. That's why I'm telling you. Popping up Saturday, they're going to do a burger event. And they're going to be making burgers from Marin Sun Farms beef from California. They're going to top them with lettuce, tomato, caramelized onions, and they're making their own special burger sauce. They have encouraged you to wear a costume because if you show up in costume, you get a burger for free. Oh, it's right. It's a Halloween kind of thing. It is. So, yeah, this Saturday, the 29th, Featherblade Butcher is located on Charleston at Durango. We've got to go get some burgers on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. <laughs> and it's only, it starts at 11, and it's only until they, they're gone. Yeah. There's no end time because they don't know how long it's going to last. Probably so get not, down there. <laughs> not very long. Well, uh, someday I want to get down to Cabo San Jose or Cabo San Lucas, which is where Al was. Yeah. The secret's out now that he's back. <laughs> he's no longer there. The, That's right. Uh, statute of limitations. We let him expired. back in the country. Somehow he escaped the uh, border police, and uh, he is back in the U.S. Say, and uh, hopefully tan rested and uh, refreshed and ready to rock this time next week. Uh, one more plug for uh, our folks here at Oscar Steakhouse. We're in the, the lovely bar. This wall to your right uh-huh. that's going away in a, in a couple, three months. <gasps> really? And there's going to be a deck outdoor Ooh. dining at Oscars on this level right there. Oh, I'm in. Because underneath is a brand new slots parlor that's going to be smoke-free. Yeah. 
music uh, rights-free and photo-friendly. Wow. And then the bar under the carousel here. Yeah. And then the pink box. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's all by New Year's Eve. I love me a patio. Oh, this would be a great place to spend New Year's Eve. Steakhouse, Oscars, patio. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. And uh, we're doing, uh, right after uh, you and I are done here, uh, we are recording this week's episode of On the Corner of Main Street. It'll come out uh, a few hours after this one does. Okay. Look for that. John O'Donnell. Bartender oh, to the yes. stars, or a star in his Is own Is he coming right. to make me a cocktail? We probably could. <laughs> we, we are in a bar here. Maybe Oscar will come. There we go. He only knows how to make one thing. I'll martini drink a martini. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, yeah, on the corner of Main Street, uh, listen to that. And of course, listen to that. This, of course, if you're hearing me say that, you <laughs> are listening to this. And I was encouragement say, where, is always good. Wherever you get your podcast, <laughs> well, you got your podcast because you're listening exactly. to this. Exactly. So the logic every now and then uh, gets uh, gets in my way. All that's a way to say that Al is back next week, ready to go. Tell a friend about us, and if you got a, a question for us all, reach us direct. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And if you haven't done it yet, download the Neon Feast app and use it to find your next dining destination. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you'll find it at Neon Feast. And if you're more about the laptop than the phone, just head to neonfeast.com and you can still get all that wonderful, delicious information. If you're interested in what I'm up to... I'm always interested in what's up to you (laughs) to to almost an inappropriate level. So I'll be over on this side of the room. Right. I love it. Uh, You know, you want to get to know me a little better. You want to read more of my stuff. Or you want to send me... I just got a new toy. Yeah. If you want to send me recipes for the Innova Combi sous vide oven thing, I'm excited to try it. I'm going to use it tonight with some spaghetti squash. And I've got a goose in mind for Friendsgiving. So Mm. you can find me on Wishbone at Wishbone and Vine or WishboneandVine.com and let me know what you think. Sous vide. I have always had mixed feelings oh, about that. I love sous vide um, cooking. Gotta, it's... gotta see what it's about. Yeah. We were going to talk about that with a commercial restaurant that maybe will come to Vegas one day. We'll do that on another show. Let's do it. Uh, with Samantha, Gemini Stevens, I'm Rich Johnson. I'm sure Al would want both of us to make sure that you stay, stay hungry. hungry.